This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm not going to lie, the further we get away from our conversation about the draft, the more the entire show staff is reminding me I've become the very football fan I hate. This is what's happening on Fitz and Harry on the Friday edition. Like, it's supposed to be a love Friday. All sorts of love making music. Now, all of a sudden, here I am falling in love with more quarterbacks that I thought I wasn't going to be in love with, and I'm becoming that guy. Going to get some expertise. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're going to get some expertise on all things NFL. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. The Wolfpack is about to grow as Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joins us. I'll ask him about the draft in a minute, but first I'll be professional. Uh, Jeff, what was your reaction to the report in The Athletic that Russell Wilson tried to get Carolyn Schneider fired? Am I part of the Wolfpack, first of all? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which guy from the hangover would you be, though? Like, you're dashingly good-looking, so it feels like Bradley Cooper, but does that make me Allen? Like, I don't carry a satchel. No, I'll go Bradley Cooper. I mean, who hates being good-looking? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean I'm black duck. Yeah. yeah. Harry's black duck. Uh, We've established that. You know, that that's the one thing we know. <laughs> <laughs> what were you asking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We cracked Jeff Darlington. There's no coming back on this. Uh, so what's your reaction to the athletic with Russ uh, trying to get Pete Carroll yeah. and John Schneider fired? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If I love, I, I never really loved this uh, exercise. Not, not throwing shade on it. I, I don't love it when it happens in my personal life with friends or the professional life with players. Like it is what it is. I mean, there's two sides to every story. It was a bad breakup. Uh, it didn't go great. Russ found a new place and seemingly found the coach that he wanted. I, I will say that um, it, it's certainly not surprising to me, given the state of the relationship, even the year before that. Uh, If you go back to when Russ gave the five teams publicly that he would play for, that he would accept a trade to, uh, I don't know if you remember that, and one of those teams was the Chicago Bears, and uh, and ultimately the Bears seemed like they were pretty interested, and it didn't happen. And I think that that was something that the Seahawks were like, wait, you told us the Bears. I mean, my point in that story is that there's been – this clear lack of synergy and lack of communication between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and John Schneider for going back well beyond this past year. So I guess what's done is done and however it ended, it ended. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally understand. But Jeff, I got to say this. Let there be light. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness. Yeah. When when do you expect right. we'll hear something uh, substantial? You know, he he kind of made clear going into it um, that he wasn't necessarily going into it expecting to come out with the answer. It wasn't going to be like, you know, the smoke from the Vatican. Uh, <laughs> I think that the timeline needs to be reasonably expeditious. And yes, you still have until March 15th, for instance, when the trade window ultimately opens. But, you know, whether you, whether you like it or not, that window sort of changed when Derek Carr became a free agent. And maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about that. And, and maybe the Green Bay Packers, you know, I was talking to a, a Packers source who said, yeah, I expect Aaron to actually 
be back with the Packers. I think that this is being overhyped. Um, but ultimately, you know, I don't know if I subscribe to the same belief in terms of the overhype. You know, Aaron kind of created a lot of this with his own words. So with their car now being on the open market and the Jets being one of the potential suitors for both players, Aaron and Derek, if the Packers are going to get the compensation that they would want to be willing to make that trade, they've got to keep as many options on the table as possible. And that includes the New York Jets. So to me, if you're Aaron and you're the Packers, you've kind of got to say, all right, are we doing the Jets? Is that a possibility? And if it's not at all, like I would step back and be patient. But if that is a possibility, then these two sides kind of have to get on the same page pretty quick. So I guess my point is, they, they got to come up with something. This can't just linger. You know, the best course of action for literally everyone involved, from Derek to the Jets to Aaron to the Packers, is to figure this out with at least some expeditious nature. I just keep thinking about your Vatican analogy here. Now what I want is the combination of the Vatican and a gender reveal. And the so darkness? Like, like, oh, like, the gender reveal. Yeah, come out of the, the darkness and then release puffs of smoke in the color of the team that the you would like to next team? play for. And then... I, yeah, I don't want to be like... Insane. I don't want this to be like a... I don't know how Jesus analogies are going these days, but like I kind of want the Easter Sunday thing. Like the rock you know, kind of moves to the side, and Aaron Rodgers with a big beard oh, kind of walks out. This is, light. this is great. I'm all in for By the way, we yeah. started the segment with Black Doug, so I don't know how we can get much more offensive than where we already are, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Darlington, ESPN yeah. NFL reporter, uh, joining us. So, uh, I mean, with all this being said, where's Carr end up in your mind? Um, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I, I kind of feel like the Saints uh, is, is where he ends up. It, I, I don't. I don't know that by any means. I'm just looking at the situation and it feels very Jets esque for them to like act like they're in love with Derek and profess their love and somehow mess it up and not wind up with any of them. Um, again, I, I'm not saying that actually happens, but I'm saying that the Jets need to be pretty careful about this. And if they're not, you know, a burden, a burden hand. Is worth two in the bush, I believe, is the saying, which is kind of, I'm not really a hunter. I don't really completely understand that. But I think uh, I think it's just important for the Jets to make a decision. And as a result of their sometimes lack of decisiveness, I could see Derek just being like, you know what, I'm going to go sign with the Saints, a team that very clearly wants me. Now, we recently heard Joe Fortenbaugh say that the odds are pushing for Anthony Richardson to be the number one overall pick. That's what horrible. are you hearing? Did this just happen like in the last 24 hours? The yeah. amazing thing yeah, about recently. me. Literally two days ago, were we talking about Anthony Richardson being the first overall pick? Was it Bryce Young two days ago, the guy that, like, are the Bears going to trade Justin Fields for Bryce Young? Yeah. Like, what? I, I cannot keep up with the draft. So, you know what I mean? But, but that, I mean, what are you hearing? What are teams going to do? Not, uh, not there yet. I don't know. Like, or do I need to do the whole talk where, like, <laughs> Nobody knows. And if anybody <laughs> pretends they know, they're either being lied to or they're betraying the trust of the people who are telling them. It's the NFL draft. No one has any idea. You think anybody had any idea Baker Mayfield was going to go number one overall outside of like three days before the draft? No. I know they probably they probably wished it it wouldn't have happened. That's true, but it did. <laughs> but I don't know. 
I, my point is, like, I don't know. I don't know if Anthony Richardson's going to be good. I don't know if Bryce Young's going to be better than Justin Fields. You know? All right, so then what's going to keep me as a Raiders fan from drinking? Like, I got no Derek Carr, Darlington. I, I don't know, like, like I, I don't know if I should buy into any of these prospects. I don't really, like, the thought of mortgaging the future Anthony of a franchise. Uh, oh, I, my God. Is this what I went doing? to Florida, so I, go get uh, Anthony Richardson. I mean, you know what I mean? I got, I got bias in the uh, I would say that wh- – why have we forgotten about the idea of Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders, by the way? Doesn't the Raiders make more sense for Aaron Rodgers than the New York Jets? No, because they have so many holes defensively. So I, I, don't, I just don't think they can yeah, outscore. The Raiders' defense is trash. They can't just outscore everyone, Jets, especially being the in the same division. Ready, with your point. The Jets are, like, ready to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I, I mean, disagree. I mean, what's the point? Like, like I'm gonna be again callous fan here, Darlington. But like, yeah. what's okay? Cool, you go and you give up a bunch of draft capital, and you pay a bunch of money to Aaron Rodgers, and now you have right. the third best team in your division if things break right. Like, what the hell's the point? Yeah, see where I am taking on Mahomes all the time. Like, what's the point? Yeah, like, uh, why do I but watch football you, on Sundays? Didn't you feel that way? I mean, weren't the Raiders fans the ones who were saying the exact same thing about Tom Brady before he went to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl there? I mean, like, so, I mean, you got to go in at some point. Like, what else are you going to do? Just, you're going to draft one of these. You're going to draft all four of these. You're going to change. You're going to trade all your draft equity, and you're going to draft all four quarterbacks and just let them battle it out. Roll the, <laughs> roll the real roulette, and maybe you land on Patrick Mahomes at number 10 overall. Which okay. is where he was drafted. Well, J- Jeff, I didn't know you went to the University of Florida, so my favorite pizza place yeah. all time used to be Leonardo's that was on University. Oh, It's not, it's not there it's anymore. Fine. I don't know if it's the type of place, if Leonardo's, like, if, when was the last time you ate pizza there? Like, how old were you? Uh, probably about 14 years ago. Oh, okay. Well, I just don't know <laughs> if it's the type of place, like, if you, you know, like, you think of something being so great, you're like, oh, man, dude, the ribs at Chili's, there's nothing better in the world. But then, like, life, you know, experiences show you that maybe there is better. By the way, that's how I felt about Fraggle Rock. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I remember Fraggle Rock so much from when I was a kid, and I was like, this show is the best. And then I sat down, and I made it through like an episode and a half, and I was like, they don't even make enough edibles to get me through this season of Fraggle Rock. Like, it's just not going to happen. At the time, you were like, this is so realistic. Are those actual Fraggle Rocks? Or are those, you know, (laughs) yeah. I I, I wonder if Leonardo's, my point in this is like, is Leonardo's good pizza? I don't know. It, it is it for me. Really because, good. Because I grew up when Jeff, I ate it. Going to a lot of Florida games. My mom went to UF. My dad's from Gainesville, Florida. So that was our place. When we tailgated, we went to Leonardo's. We got the so pizza and had a hell of a time. Uh, That's my spot. There was a place called uh, There was a place called Five Star in uh, in Gainesville, mm-hmm. and like it was the worst pizza in the world. <laughs> if you had it at any time other than four a.m. when uh, it would burn the roof of your mouth. Mm. But it was amazing. My memories of Five Star are such that I believe that it's the greatest pizza ever made. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not listen to Jeff. Go oh, home. Jeff Darlington. Do not be out to 4 a.m. in the morning. You go home. No, no, it's the weekend. <laughs> we, we can't sit here and play love making music all day and then tell people not to be out till 4 a.m. We're trying to set the exactly. mood there. But they should be oh, at home. home with the mood being set. Well, not with all the of, music not that all we're playing can, for them. Not all of us can just like make the magic happen that quickly. Some of us need to right. wine and dine. There's gonna be a lot of drinks. Like <laughs> it's gonna be a late night and just trying to anybody who says anybody who says Bad, bad things only happen after midnight. 
I, I disagree strongly. <laughs> Jeff okay, Darlington, always welcome. <laughs> hey, what I just figured hey, out is that, that Jeff Dar- old school. Frank the Tank died a long time ago. Okay, I'm a different person now, guys. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying this. This tra- next time Harry's in uh, Vegas, we got to find a work reason for this. Uh, this this wolf pack to go out there and just let things get weird. Jeff, Damn right. Always appreciate your time, man. Have a good weekend, brother. Take care, boys. <laughs> I love him. He'll always be our Bradley Cooper. Harry's trading Leonardo's for Domino's. Are the Jets trading their future for Aaron Rodgers? Hmm. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Oh, and also on Sirius XM, Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry. On ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I was told to let it breathe. I was given instruction. Earlier, we were crammed up against the end of the hour. I, I came in too soon on a Bobby Brown song, which happens to people when they're listening to Bobby Brown. And then all of a sudden, Bang! Harry Douglas telling me that I had to let it breathe. Harry, did yeah. I let it breathe enough for you? Yeah, you, you did. It's like a, a nice bottle of wine or any type of wine, but especially when you have a nice bottle of wine, you don't want to drink it too fast. You want it to you want to open you want to cork it, open it, well, uncork it and let it breathe before you really get into it. So you did a great job right here okay. in, in this segment. Great so, job. Fish. So I'm not a big wine guy, so you're telling me I shouldn't just uncork it and then like jackhammer just swallow that whole like no. bang, 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 bang. Excuse okay. me. Noob, 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 Excuse, noob. Me. Okay. Excuse me. I thought Excuse everything me. that was Now, meant- what you want to do in your free time, that's on you, bud. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a very busy man. Got to get it done quickly. Uh, all right. Excuse me. <laughs> Devin just threw his hands up. I love when people. Know, I love when give people up, know man. themselves. You know Absolutely your strength. You know it's your just... weaknesses. <laughs> All right. You know what? He's a child. Oh, I am a child. Uh, should we go to the segment at this point? Now that I beat Red, uh, Devin, do we say Evan? Do we feel we feel good about this? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, we want it, we, we love it when you guys call in triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six, and Evan takes the calls. And you know what? Uh, Jacob in Louisville is, uh, wants to chime in, and we love this. So, Jacob, I was I was told whatever we want to talk about, you're in on. So, uh, Taft versus Grover Cleveland, better president. Jacob in Louisville, what do you got? Jacob? No, Jacob left us. Wah, wah. Jacob, you know what? See, when you call in and you say you can talk about anything, we just put Taft versus <laughs> Grover Cleveland. I thought there'd be a good breakdown. In fact, Evan, you had a nugget on on one of these presidents, yeah, right? Yeah, Grover Cleveland got elected Okay, that's president. really interesting. Devin, can we not do <laughs> We don't care. <laughs> Let's, I'm out of here. I don't know what's going on. Oh, let's do is that HD to you. I got to laugh for a second. <laughs> Maybe not. Harry Douglas is HD to everyone. Uh, that's exactly how we know it. But what's HD to Harry? This is actually going to be interesting. Let's play. Is that HD to you? 
All right, so this is the way the game works. We'll set up a scenario, and we're going to figure out if it's HD. Crystal clear, is it absolutely wildly obvious to our HD? Harry Douglas, is that HD to you? And the question is, would these players, if they were traded in the NFL, become difference makers, impact trades, absolute difference makers on their new club? Is it HD to you? And we start with QB12, Aaron. Would he be a difference maker wherever he goes? 100%, especially if you're talking about a team like, you know, Evans, New York Jets. We got to remember, this guy does have a Super Bowl win. He can make any and every throw on the football field. The only thing that you have to deal with when it comes with Aaron Rodgers is the off the field stuff. And it's not, you know, getting in trouble, you know, run ins with law enforcement. It's, is he going to be there with your team the entire time? That means the offseason as well. Is he going to be able to jail with the players on the team if he's on a new team? Let me say this, too. Is the main thing the main thing? Like, that's the uh, thing I keep stealing from everybody that uh, played in the league. All right, let's go to somebody you know well because of the position, Mike Evans. Mike Evans traded. Would he be a difference maker? Is that HD to you? Yes, it is. Uh, You look at a guy like Mike Evans, he's had 1,000 yards receiving every year he's been in the National Football League. So consistency is there. Someone could use a playmaker like Mike Evans, a big body, a guy you can just throw it up to. So I'm going to go yes on that one. It's HD. And it becomes interesting, too, because Mike Evans, we see so many wide receivers that are shipped off and then the next year have a huge impact wherever they end up. So Mike Evans would love to continue that trend. And also only 29 years old, so still has plenty of good football in him. What about Jalen Ramsey, traded today? difference maker I believe so you talk about a guy that can play in the slot over your slot wide receivers a guy that can go outside a guy that can play safety he could play a lot of different positions on your defense also be a blitzer he's a sure tackler we all know about his cover skills so I'm gonna go HD also only 28 years old I keep referencing age but it speaks to how long you've got left and Ramsey didn't uh, seem to mince a lot of words with the Rams deciding to part ways with Bobby Wagner Uh, what about DeAndre Hopkins another wide receiver if he's traded difference maker yes especially if he goes to the Baltimore Ravens and that would mean Lamar Jackson will still be with the Baltimore Ravens as well those guys being paired up together now Lamar Jackson has that number one wide receiver that he hasn't had his entire career in DeAndre Hopkins and a guy that he can just throw the football not just up to but anywhere in the vicinity of DeAndre Hopkins as he's and he's going to catch it I like that a lot actually even though he is uh, he'll be 31 in June so on the wrong side of that big number everybody's scared about what about I'll go to a team I know well Darren Waller some health issues the last few years but still when he's healthy one of the best uh, tight ends in the league would that be if he was traded would he be a difference maker yeah, I believe this is HD to me because you talk about a matchup nightmare. Now you're talking about bigger corners have to have to guard a guy like this. You can't just put any and every safety on him. So now you have to game plan because he can run. He can go up and get the football. He can run precise routes. And he will be a quarterback-friendly guy. Yeah, I love everything you just said there. That's also part of why I keep telling people on Twitter that want to tell me the Raiders should never draft a quarterback. You bring a young quarterback in, we always talk about adding weapons. What happens when you get drafted and you already got him with Josh Jacobs, Zia, mm. uh, Darren Waller, uh, you obviously, I mean, the, the number of uh, Hunter Renfro uh, and Devontae. I mean, my God. Uh, what about Deron Payne? Let's give the defensive side of the ball a little bit of love here. Deron Payne, if he were traded, difference maker? Yes and no, Uh because I believe that you can draft one of these young guys and get the production that, you know, you're getting from him. There's a lot of them in this draft on the defensive line that you can get. So I'm going to lean more so on the side of it's not HD to me, 
but he does make plays and he's valuable. I just think you can get that production from a younger guy if you decide that you want to bring them in versus having that veteran contract on your books. Yeah, and there are plenty of guys that are kind of out in, coming out in this year's draft that obviously can make a difference on the defensive line particularly. So that'll be interesting to see what that does to his value. That's a little is that HD to you with the great Harry Douglas as we like to do here. Uh, one thing that is absolutely HD to both of us is there was a, there was a massive result in the NBA last night for last night. But I'm not sure it changes anything about what we'll see the rest of the season. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Kiss me, pretty baby. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I love the fact that like we talk now about how problematic songs are. And then I listen to some of these songs from when I was a kid. And I remember singing this at the top of my lungs with all of my friends. And I'm like, <laughs> and nowadays we're like, oh man, music sending a terrible message. Just listen to the rap section of that. I won't talk about it right now, but just go, just go Google it. Maybe, 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 maybe <laughs> Belle DeVoe had some, uh, had some moments. All right. Uh, obviously, you want to stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for a new Superstar battery. that They can test your old battery for free, and if it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Get the power, performance, and reliable uh, reliability of Superstar exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. There's one exclusive thing we are going to bring to this show right here, and it's a little taste of Atlanta, and we like to well, bring, bring in a little of the flavor of Harry Douglas with uh, with some news. From the varsity to Lemon Pepper Wings Lemon Pepper what? and the Hawks and the Falcons. Nothing but that. Trey Young, Ice Trey. What's hot in Atlanta this week? Can, can we just acknowledge? He said Lemon Pepper. In the uh, Lemon Pepper. I feel like this <laughs> is some good work. Then we get some hot and horror going. The Atlanta Hawks and Quinn Snyder are progressing in talks on a deal to make him the franchise's next coach. A resolution can be reached within days, according to a Woj bomb. You're in Atlanta all the time. It's a city you know. It's a team you love. It's a games you go to, although I haven't been invited to the suite yet. Uh, you like this, Quinn Snyder? Yeah, I think it's going to be a good move for the Hawks. So you got to remember Quinn Snyder, 2013-2014. He was a Hawks assistant uh, that year before becoming the head coach of the Utah Jazz. While, while he was at Utah, they had multiple playoff appearances. Did they ever get over the hump? No, they didn't. But they did show consistency in being able to get to the play the playoffs. And um, for that, whatever reasons, they weren't able to get over, get over that hump. But I do like this. Part of the reason why Nick McMillan is not there is because him and Trey Young had friction. Right. And we all know how that's going to end up and how that's going to play out in the end when you have your star player and a guy that you, you decide to take over Luka Dunkic. It's going to go his way. It's going to work in his favor majority of the times. And John Collins recently just spoke about how, you know, Nate being more so of an old school type coach and they have so many young guys. So there may have been a little disconnect there. And hopefully Quinn Snyder, um, if he 100 percent gets the job in which it's heading in that direction, can provide a different spark for this Atlanta Hawks team because they do have some young up-and-coming pieces. I think there's two important parts about this. Number one, 
superstars are harder to get than coaches are. Coaches are are replaceable entities in the NBA. You got a superstar in Trey Young, you need to keep that superstar happy, right? I don't care about max contracts. I don't care about money. We all know that NBA players can get out whenever they want to get out. So you got to make sure that you're providing your superstar with what they need to feel like they're loved, appreciated, and can go out and win a bunch of basketball games, too. Whatever success Quinn Snyder didn't have with Utah, I would like to loudly remind people that it is likely easier to convince NBA players to want to play in Atlanta than it is in Utah. Just mm-hmm. speaking facts right there. Third, according to the Woj Bomb, this is an important nugget. I'm going to read this to you. And as a married man with kids, I want you to understand, like, you will be able to put so much context around this statement. Although Snyder is out of the country with his family, the sides have been discussing in detail how they work to develop a partnership, sources said. My guy's out on vacation, out of the country with his family, sitting on the phone with his with his new boss talking about plans in the NBA. You know that the whole time he's on the phone while he's talking to the, the Hawks, like the family's off the side. They're like, you know that's happening. Yeah, most definitely because he's been coaching for so long. And when you're a head coach in the NBA, you're on the road a lot. So you're going to spend a lot of time, time away from your family. So I'm, I'm actually glad he was able to get – this time from the moment he uh, wasn't the head coach of the Utah Jazz up until this point to be able to spend that valuable time with his family. But now it looks like he's going to be right back in the mix of things with the Atlanta Hawks soon. Yeah, I mean, there, there was this uh, this moment there where I can just imagine that his wife is just sitting off on the side. And she's like, get off the phone. Try, no, but, she, but, but she, she understands. And that's, that's the thing fair. about... You know, getting married when you're in a professional business like the NBA, NFL, whether you're a player or coach, uh, having a great supporting wife that understands your craft and your job is very key and vital to your success or the success that you want to have. And this is uh, uh, likely within their family an inevitability. You know when you've coached with the success that he's coached that there's a chance you end up back in the game. So that's what's been going on in Atlanta. We will bring you a little Atlanta flavor whenever uh, whenever there's news that breaks that makes it important to do so. We'll also bring you a little of that Vegas flavor too. Speaking of Vegas, Harry is in Vegas getting ready to be the sideline reporter for the Vegas Vipers game that you can check out tomorrow. Uh, obviously it is the first home game for the Vegas Vipers at Cashman Field. So should be cool to see what kind of local turnout they get and what kind of local buzz they've been able to uh, get everybody fired up on uh, with the Vipers gear. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not expecting you to bring me back any Vipers gear. I mean, it's not expected. Well, can I tell you what I'm looking forward to in this game, though? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, 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 You know the head coach for the Vegas Vipers, Rod Woodson, of Hall course. of Fame Rod Woodson, and then the head coach for the D.C. Defenders, Reggie Barlow. Those guys faced off with one another in the past. Both of these guys played uh, in the National Football League. Both, both of these guys have Super Bowls on their resume. So I'm looking forward to these guys playing against one another. I mean, coaching against one, of the, one another because they have once played against one, uh, one another. Uh, I am dabbled on this game and by dabbled I mean I put some money on Vegas and I'll tell you why I put some money on Vegas I think mm-hmm. Vegas's defensive line uh, can impact and we've seen so far that whatever defensive line beats the other offensive line is going to have the advantage in the XFL the other part of it is Vegas barely lost a game in which their quarterback learned to play quarterback on YouTube and was particularly ineffective they will likely have a different quarterback this weekend the highest paid quarterback in the XFL I believe that has dividends right so first yeah. game at home uh, you got Hunley coming coming out and, and getting the opportunity to really shine. I think Vegas is going to win this game, and you know I may have put some of my Super Bowl winnings on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this about their, their defensive line. It is definitely the strong suit of their team. Um, Rob Woodson 
in that Steelers mindset. They're going to play that 3-4 defense when you have a three-down lineman and then you have the linebackers on the edge. So you have those guys in the zero technique, three techniques, and then you have your ends coming off the edge. But the mindset that the Steelers defense used to have, not, not anymore, but what they used to have is that, you know, let our front seven do the work, but don't give up the play on the back end. I think they have some more work to do offensively. No, offensive line didn't show up like they were supposed to against Arlington, and that's part of the reason why they lost the game along with a lot of turnovers from the quarterback position. I think it'll be interesting, too, because uh, as we've talked a lot about Vegas, obviously uh, there are some big names that people will remember from the NFL on that Vegas Vipers team, Vic Beasley being one of them. I know he's in concussion protocol. Him being available to play in that game will be huge. He, uh, he above me on the stat sheet, he was a disruptor in that first game. So let's see if uh, he can get himself back on the field. All right, we'll keep you updated. Don't forget, you can watch Harry on the XFL broadcast Saturday night on ESPN uh, as you'll get the opportunity to see Vegas make their home uh, debut and then also XFL today coming at you Sunday 6 p.m. across all the digital platforms. We'll catch up on all the games that have happened and we will get you a live look into the beginning of the Sunday night game. Should be a big weekend of XFL action that you can cover with a little bit of Fitz and Harry flair. In the meantime, speaking of learning how to play, one NBA team is learning how to play together on the fly. Do they have enough time to get it done? We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This week on Fitz and Harry. Were you nervous to toot? No, I completely trusted the toot. Completely trusted the toot. There would be no... <laughs> how do you know what I'm about to ask you? <laughs> because you're a man asking you, another man. How do you know? <laughs> Did you... Yeah, no. I'm lactose. I'm lactose, Evan. I thought you were going to say you were lactose. He's like, I'm just sorry. I'm not going to the neighborhoods that have Jenny's ice cream. <laughs> I'm sorry. There were three things I was sure of. One, that there would be no accident involved with the toot. Two, the two was not going to be nasal friendly at all. And three, and this is probably pretty important to the discourse, while I'm running that hard, there's no way I can keep it from being allowed to. So it's like, I mean, the music's pumping. It's, yeah, we're the worst. The mic's still on. They love it. O'Reilly's got to love it. When I decide I want to eat at ice cream, excuse me. I just have the exclusive audio of what it would have sounded like if you, if you did. Okay, go ahead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. You know what you need? Fitz and Harry. On ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Is possible. That's all they need, Fitz. That's all they need from mm. me. They don't, they don't get no more. Not for free. Not for free. That's and all when they we're getting Tevin me. Campbell on this show, I want to get Tevin Campbell as a guest. I don't even know if Tevin Campbell likes sports, but we, we need to get Tevin Campbell on this show. He don't have to like sports. He right. likes Fitz and Harry. That's all he needs right, to that's like. That's all I need to like right there. Oh. I mean, turn it back up, Devin. I mean, you don't have to fit it down. Oh, yeah. That's right. If any of y'all need help, we understand it's the weekend. It's Love Friday on this. It's Love Friday. Take the playlist, share it with your significant other, 
Thank us on Monday. That's yeah, just all thank, you need to do. Just thank us on Monday. You know what? And it can be a subtle nod. All you got to do is send us like a little gif on Twitter, at hdouglas83, at Jason Fitz. Just a little like, you know, cowboy hat. Not, not a hat. Well, thank you. Thank you, boys, for all the help. The NBA is thanking the Lakers for trying to become relevant late in the season because we all know that everybody's paying attention to everything the Lakers do. But, Harry, question is, is it too little, too late? And it's interesting because what we were asking going into All-Star break was, would LeBron's message be heard? 23 most important great games of my regular season career. Would they come out with an urgency? Well, it led to a question asked specifically to Anthony Davis about the trade deadline and where this team is right now. Is there a different feeling on this team since the trade deadline? As a team? Yes. I think we just, uh, we know where we are. You know, we don't have time to be upset or fight ourselves within. You know, we got to be able to go out and, and win basketball games. So that's all we want to do is go out and have fun. Mm, very, very important. I love that he recognized where they are currently, and there's nothing you can do about it. What happened in the past, that is. But now you got to move forward. And I love the way they came out last night. Granted, the Golden State Warriors didn't have Steph Curry, didn't have Andrew Wiggins, but that's not their problem. That's not their issue. Their job is to go out there and perform at a very high level with the players that they have and the players that's on the court for the opposing team. I love what I've seen spacing-wise from this team last night and the other game that they had together. I think that's different with the additions, the balance across the board. I love that Malik Beasley, a guy, uh, was the leading scorer yesterday, seven three-pointers. The energy, the urgency, the positive vibes around the team, and they showed up on the defensive end, Fitz. That's what really stood out to me with the Los Angeles Lakers. And the question you asked, is it too late for the Lakers? It depends on what we're talking about here. If we're talking about is it too late for them to make a playoff uh, an appearance and be able to win games to get to the playoff, a playoff scenario, no, I don't think it's too late. If we're talking about to get to an NBA championship in which when you have LeBron James on your team, that's the standard, especially when you are with the Lakers organization, I don't think they're going to be able to get that far. I see this team at best, if they make the playoffs, winning one series, but losing after that one series that they are capable of winning. I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment. And what's difficult about all of this is you're right. They can't impact who they were playing. But we have to factor in who they were playing when we try and figure out how much we want to hype it. You know, that's the weirdest part of all of this. Another key when you start asking how far the Lakers can go, D'Angelo Russell uh, injured his ankle last night. Now, x-rays were negative at the at the arena. Nothing's broken, but they're going to reevaluate it today to figure out what the level of injury is. If this is something that costs a few days, maybe you could say, oh, no big deal. But what have we been talking about? We've been talking over and over and over again that in order for the Lakers to go on a run and get themselves into the actual playoffs, not just play in tournament, they're going to have to be incredible efficient. They're going to have to win most of these 23 remaining games. That gets more difficult without D'Angelo Russell on the court. So even if he's only going to miss five or six games, those five or six games could play a wild part of the conversation about where they end up, right? So uh, everything, you're right, everything is about the hole they dug themselves into. But as they try and climb their way out, they need all hands on deck. Nothing they can do about an injury bug. They do, especially with when you look at the next three games in which they're on the road, 
You got the Dallas Mavericks. You talk about a Luka Doncic and you talk about a Kyrie Irving. Mm. They got the Memphis Grizzlies. And we all know what John Morant means, even though they're not playing their best basketball. And then the third game in which LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But let's remember, they lost that ball game. Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is playing outstanding basketball this season. And Josh Giddy, who's another young guy who's up and coming, he compliments him very, very well. But then the Minnesota Timberwolves after that and the Golden State Warriors, all these teams, right, that are at the bottom of the pack or mid-level bottom of the pack, they're fighting for a living chance to go to the playoffs as well. So it's not just going to be an easy out because these guys are seated near the bottom or middle of the pack near the bottom. These guys are fighting for their lives too so they can go out there and make a playoff appearance or have a playoff appearance. We want to remind everybody you can help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Again, redcross.org slash ESPN. As you were talking, Harry, it really hit me. Desperation. Who wants it the most? When you look at the West particularly, and you start talking about the Lakers in the 13th seed, well, you got a bunch of teams above them. Like you, you mentioned earlier, even a team like the Grizzlies isn't playing as well as they want to. Over the course of the next month, we're really going to see in a West that is so tightly packed, who wants it the most? Like As much as we talk about how playoff basketball hits different, and that's why we love watching it in the NBA, I would argue that that started now. And because that started now, all eyes are going to be on who responds the best, right? Like at some point it's going to be about every single team coming in and playing with some level of desperation. The Lakers may press the turbo button and it might be enough, but one thing I don't think we factored enough into the conversation is how desperate everybody else ahead of them is to also make the playoffs. Say it for you every week. I'll say it again. We appreciate every single one of you that give us your time. Thanks for listening to Fitz and Harry this week on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.